Hello, 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 and welcome back to Beyond Mediocrity Leader Development, also known as BMLD. I am your host, James French. JP, they call me y'all. And today is Saturday, August 8, 2020, and I'm excited to return for this episode, acknowledging that it serves as the first iteration of our new and improved BMLD podcast. It's going to be less of a focus on James Prince, but more of a focus on what we try to do on a daily basis, which is develop leaders, including myself. So for those who heard my last episode, The Pivot, you'll recall that the purpose of this podcast remains the same, and that is motivating others to push beyond mediocrity to be exceptional. Now, what's changed is that every episode from this point forward will fall under one of three categories, and they are self-actualization, social activism, and business acumen. And today, it's going to be all about self-actualization. I'm sure you probably have heard that term before, but it's created by a renowned psychologist. He's no longer with us here today, but he's a philosopher as well, known as Abraham Maslow. And Maslow, he had what we call a hierarchy of needs theory, and it's based on his research of exemplary people. And these are folks like Albert Einstein, Jane Addams, Eleanor Roosevelt and Frederick Douglass, all prominent figures throughout the ages who have had a significant impact on our understanding of the world. Now, I consider all of these people to be exceptional, that they've all gone beyond mediocrity. That's why we know a lot of their names today. And what I like about Maslow's a hierarchy of need or his theory is that his perspective is on researching exceptional people. Now he calls them exemplary people. And that was an attempt to develop an account of human motivation based on the positive aspects of human psychology. The fact is that when you think about the word psychology, a lot of people assume negative connotation. You know, they think that, you know, psychologists are only there to help sick people or crazy people. And that's clearly not the case. There's a lot of healthy folk, some folk who are extremely exceptional, uh, who seek therapy. And the study of human motivation based on positive aspects of human psychology is why I think that Abraham Maslow is a genius in his own right. But some examples of of uh, self-actualization, in case you don't know, are this. They These are uh, ways of people showing their own individuality. Uh, another example of self-actualization is creativity. You've got some of those folks you probably can think of now that are on this consistent and persistent quest for spiritual enlightenment. I know my wife, she fits that category. And then you've got other people who have a constant pursuit of knowledge or maybe the desire to be a part of society. You've got those folks who are activists and just doing great things for the world. All of those folks who seem to show these kinds of behaviors, they are examples of self-actualization. Now, the revelation of one's talents and one's potentials, be it that of creativity, that of pursuit of knowledge, uh, the quest for spiritual enlightenment is self-actualization. So consider yourself to be operating at that fifth level of the hierarchy of need. If you fill any of these blanks, you are on a quest for spiritual enlightenment or uh, you have that desire to be a part of society and or a community. You are at that pillar, that pinnacle, I should say 
of being uh, one who practices self-actualization. So ultimately, when we reach this level of Maslow's hierarchy of need, true fulfillment is in our individual contributions to the community. So in other words, each of us bringing our unique talent, our unique calling, that skill that you do something better than anybody else. It could be cooking. It could be all kinds of different things that bring people together. Uh, when we work collectively for the greater good or for the greater society at large, that is you truly being the best version of yourself. So we're going to talk about that today. That's kind of what self-actualization is, you being the very best version of you. And so that's why I'm using the name or the title Irreplaceable You for this podcast episode. The name of this episode is going to be Irreplaceable You. Now, even with the there's five different levels. And if you look up and if you Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you'll see that most times it's going to be in the form of a pyramid. And uh, you've got five different levels, like I said earlier, self-actualization being on the very top. Uh, you've got four other layers that fall underneath there. And so let me just give you quickly uh, what those are. The, the hierarchy of needs starts with at the very base of that triangle is physiological. And I'll tell you what those are in just a second, what that includes rather. Uh, safety falls right on top of uh, physiological. After you've gotten through that phase of safety, then you have love slash belonging. That's another hierarchy of need. And then you've got self-esteem. That's right before you get to self-actualization. So even if you had all of those first four basic hierarchy of needs being met, we're still likely to feel a void if who we are or who we are created or designed to be is not fully manifested at that top level. So anyway, I know it's probably a lot of psychological terminology, you all, and I'm hoping I didn't lose you yet, but let me just make it a little bit more real for you. I'll use an example that I think we all may know. There's a, a man, his name is LeBron James. You all know that name? Yep, I know you do. Well, let me just take LeBron and I'll show you in different ways how he seems to be meeting that self-actualization need, that hierarchy of need at the top level. When you think about the base level, physiological, uh, that includes food, water, shelter, the basics, right? I think LeBron can check that box. You know, you've got plenty of things on Instagram. You can see how well this man is living. He definitely has some of the basic needs being met. So let's just move from physiological to the next level. Safety. This includes personal security. This includes employment. This includes resources. And again, I think that LeBron can check that box. Uh, I think he probably has more money himself than many of us have collectively together. But uh, these are needs that fall under safety, personal security, employment and, and resources. Now, he again has moved on and he's at the fifth level. But let me go and give you the third level. That is love slash belonging. And this describes people who have family, friends, intimacy. All of those needs are being met through these types of different um, parts of our world, that family, that friends, intimacy, intimacy. And again, LeBron can check that box. But if I go a little bit further, that next level, self-esteem. And a lot of people suffer for, from low self-esteem and really need to earn or learn, rather, um, this ability to respect themselves. But that's what self-esteem in, includes, respect. It includes status. It includes recognition. And uh, we can say again that LeBron checks that box. We all know his name. Uh, you can essentially use his first name and that be it, just like you can say Oprah or Madonna. You know, you've got a few people, Gandhi. And there's lots of folks who are known simply just because of uh, that one name. It's also because they are at that point of having status, having been recognized and respected for what they do. 
But that fifth level, and a matter of fact, I think all of those same people that I just named are all operating at that fifth level of self-actualization. That's the top, the pinnacle of the hierarchy of need. And this includes becoming the most that one can be. As I said earlier, the best version of themselves. And so LeBron can check that box. What I think is interesting, though, is this, that most people will assume that because he makes or he's at least estimated to be worth uh, $450 million, that that's the reason why LeBron operates at that fifth level of hierarchical need, that uh, self-actualization. But that's not it, y'all. It's not because he makes fun TikTok videos with his kids. Yeah, he does have that family. He's got he meets that love slash belonging in level three. But just because he makes fun videos on TikTok doesn't is not the reason why he I consider to be operating at the fifth level, that pinnacle of self-actualization. It's not because he's won three NBA championships. It's not because of that four time MVP. He's gotten that three time finals MVP. No, none of those actually are what he's doing or what he's done to actually be at that top level. What I love about LeBron's story is that he has reached that pinnacle of self-actualization through various ways that no one probably really thinks much about. And I'll give you a couple examples. Two years ago, his foundation partnered with Akron's public school system to open a school that supports at-risk children. Now, he grew up in Akron, Ohio, and uh, he's got third and fourth graders that started. They were his inaugural class of that I Promise school. And the fact is he's got plans to expand and then go from not just third and fourth, but first grade to eighth grade by 2022. Now, when you think about, he's got 2,300 kids that are going to go through that school. That equates to about $105 billion worth of commitment from this one man. That is why I feel he is at that pinnacle. He's at self-actualization. He's reaching that goal on a daily basis. But guess what, y'all? That ain't it. Last year, he announced that an historic apartment building, I think it was the building that he may have grown up in, uh, in Ohio, is being renovated and turned into transitional housing for families in need at that prom- I Promise school. So the students now have a stable place to live while they also get their education. And the reason why I think that this is is remarkable is because when you go back to the history of Americans, black Americans, uh, the reason why they have struggled, we have struggled for so many decades, so many centuries is because of stuff like redlining and redlining, as you probably already know, uh, is when back in Jim Crow days that even though that we were all, quote, separate but equal, uh, there was a way that banks and lenders uh, and even the government decided to redline districts or different housing areas to keep black people from earning uh, income from the uh, housing that they actually owned from purchasing a home. And as we all know, with the fact that you have property taxes as a result of home ownership, schools in those areas are funded. So if you've got no one really owning a home and so everybody living in the projects, everybody living on Section 8, uh, that means that very few people are paying taxes in that neighborhood. So then if very few people are paying taxes, the schools have old books. Some have no books. You've got poorly paid teachers. You've got overcrowded classrooms. Well, LeBron has addressed both those issues by giving people a place to live, a a clean place, a nice place, a safe space to live and a great school to learn. So that is why I see him operating at that level five. But one more thing I wanted to point out, and you all probably don't know this, but LeBron, alongside other prominent black athletes and entertainers, are studying a a new group called More Than a Vote. 
and that aims to fight voter suppression. And as you know, we've got an election coming up. Uh, what I love is that there are people with influence. There are people all operating at this level five that decided we don't have to sit back and just assume that people don't care and that they won't participate. We're going to find ways to be able to allow felons to get back into the, the area of voting. Yeah, if you have people who have committed crimes, they can actually still vote if they've got fines that have been paid. And some of these folks who have you know done the time don't have the money to pay. LeBron and others have used their resources, their influence to allow these people to be able to pay those fines and then have the ability to vote. But that's the kind of stuff that you do when you're operating as as your best version of yourself. And so the question becomes, how do we do that? You know, I know I'm not a ball player. I can't, I don't have the influence that LeBron has. Uh, some of you may think, you know, I don't have, there's no reason why I could even compare myself to someone like LeBron James. But the fact is we all have something great within us. And as a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and I'll read right now from the Bible. This is what God did for the, uh, the prophet Jeremiah. This is in the book of Jeremiah, chapter one, verse five, according to the Good News Translation. This is God speaking to Jeremiah that I, God, chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, I use this Bible verse because it reminds me of what many of us often forget the longer we live, you know, I'm 50 years old and it's easy to eventually say, well, you know what? I've lived most of my life. I might as well give up on my dreams. I know God gave me a purpose, but I still don't think I've, I don't th I think I've missed my moment. No, this is important because it serves as a simple yet powerful message to us all. And it simply says that one, God chose you before he even gave you life, which to me means if you're still alive right now, if you're able to hear this podcast, if you're able to pass this on to someone else that you know is in need of trying to identify what value they bring to this world, this message alone can tell you that God chose you before you were even given a life. If you're alive, you've got something to do. You're here for a reason. But not only that, another thing I got from that one simple verse, and let me read it again real quick. I, God, chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. You can even say, to make it more specific, I, God, chose you, Johnny. Or I, God, chose you, uh, April. I, God, chose you, Timothy. Before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you, Samantha. I selected you, Christopher, to be a prophet to the nations. God selected you for a specific purpose to serve the world. And while you may not be a prophet like Jeremiah, uh, you are meant for something bigger. We are all meant for something bigger than ourselves. So our task is to find out what that bigger is. Right. So now, unfortunately, I'm at this point where I have to end the episode because I'm trying to keep it short and sweet. But uh, this is just part one of what I'm planning to do and how we pursue uh, this whole motion, notion of being uh, at that fifth level of hierarchy of need of us being that best version of ourselves. So before I actually close this out in, in prayer, I'm going to give you just two quick tips and takeaways, because remember, this is leader development. And so what you'll hear is that they're going to be actionable things that we will do every single episode that you will need to do, or I at least encourage you to do to try and improve your own uh, specific ability to either lead yourself or others. And here's tip and takeaway number one. As you seek to find that best version of yourself, this is what you can do. Something simple as this. Go get a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper. Yeah, we're going to be teaching. Remember, y'all? Go get a piece of paper, one piece of blank paper. You can probably get two or three because you may want to do a few of these. But the exercise is very simple. Once you get that paper, and I'll set 
for a few minutes. Give you a few seconds. You got that paper? Okay, good. Well, now draw a line down the middle of that paper. Just a straight line down the middle. All right, you're ready? All right, now turn that piece of paper sideways, about 90 degrees, and draw another line straight down the middle. At this point, you should have four quadrants. And what I want you to do is in each of these boxes, you're going to do what I'm going to tell you now. In the top left box, write the word faith. Yes, F-A-I-T-H. All right. In the top right box, write the word family. Okay. In the lower left box, I want you to write the word finance. All right, and in the lower right box, I want you to write the word future. So what you should have are four quadrants with these in each box, these words. One box that says faith, one says family, one says finance, and one says future. And we're going to talk about what we can do in each of those areas at our fifth level, our level five best version of ourselves over the next week or so, okay? That's just tip and takeaway number one. You've got that sheet of paper. You've got those four quadrants and you've got those words written in there. But here's the, the next step. And this is where uh, you're going to really have to think and do some work and probably get some help from your family members. But number two, tip and takeaway number two, under each category. So, for example, under faith, you'd have a list or bullet list of two to five, maybe three uh, actions, things that you will do or things that you could do or that you would do to make you feel that you were operating at your peak level, at that level five of self-actualization, that best version of yourself. So you're going to write under faith, for example, spending 10 minutes each morning praying or meditating. That's just uh, something you can write down. But whatever you think will make you operate at the highest level of yourself, you're going to write down just a few of those, just bullet list a couple of those actions that you're going to do. And you can do the same for family. You can do the same for finance and for future. And uh, so just take a few minutes after you've listened to this podcast. You can even pause and then do it as you listen. But write down under each of these, say, for example, under family, you're going to do a, a post-COVID activity planning uh, party. So you're going to do uh, at the dinner table, you and your kids and your wife and your husband, uh, you all just sit and say, you know, let's talk about what we're going to do once this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic ends. What are we going to where are we going to go? What are we going to do as a family? That can be something that falls under your family quadrant. But y'all get the picture, right? You know, something that you can do for future is becoming an ally to a marginalized group that you don't identify. So, for example, if you're not Muslim, one of the things you can write down under that quadrant for uh, future is that one day you're going to go to a a mosque. Or maybe if you, you're not interested in or you're not um, um, Jewish, maybe you can attend a synagogue. I'm telling you, I've been to one and I'm not Jewish. It is an amazing way to learn and build your faith, not only for you, but also just to build the expression of how big God is. That's something you can plan your future out with, right? Maybe you don't know what it's like to be black. Maybe you can support a Black Lives Matter movement. That's something you can plan. But anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. I think you get the point. Before I go, I just want to pray real quickly uh, because uh, I know that having done this exercise over the past several years, it has really changed my life. I actually use this as a guide for every new year. I don't make resolutions, but I always try to check a list and almost kind of validate what I'm doing. And it's all for the purpose of me being the best version of myself. So we're going to talk more about that next week. And I'll tell you a little bit more about how next week's going to fall or not next week, the next episode will um, fall out. But before I do that, let's just pray. God. I'm so grateful for your grace and your mercy, for your spiritual insight to see 
our lives being worthy of purpose and meaning. Thank you, God, for helping us all to be on this journey together. We ask that you help us reflect those next several over these next several days, uh, what you've designed us to do, to be both individually and collectively, knowing that we are here for something bigger. I pray you reveal your plans for our lives. And as we set time to list tasks of fulfilling purpose in the areas of faith, family, finance, and future, you, God, you take control. You live in the midst of what we write and the plans that we set. For we know that we can do nothing in and of ourselves, but in you we have all ability. We, we live and we breathe and we move in you. And God, we submit our stubborn ways. I know that a lot of people are struggling to try and figure out what it is they're supposed to do, but it's probably because they haven't sought you. They haven't sought your perfect will. So God, we ask you to help us understand it, submit our will to yours so that ultimately what we do is bring you glory in this collective world that you've created. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all, I know that it's been quick. Well, probably not as quick as y'all wished it would be. But before I go, I just wanted to make sure that you know that over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be coming back and we're going to do part two of Irreplaceable You. And uh, I ask that you join me and look for it because I've got my good friend and she's been friends with me for nearly 30 years, man. I can't believe it, Candice. But Dr. Candice Lewis is going to join me. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to, to take a few things from that discussion. I'll be sharing a few things that I've written down on my own plan. But what I love about Candace is that she has an amazing story of surrender and someone that I highly admire. I so respect her because she's got an ability to operate at that LeBron level of purpose fulfillment. Y'all. I mean, trust me, you will be blessed by what this trailblazer has to share about striving to be the best version of yourselves. So don't miss it. I'm telling you, you're going to be excited. You're going to learn a lot. And uh, hopefully as you all continue on to support Beyond Mediocrity Leader Development, BMLD, uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I think I'm on Twitter, but I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Uh, But I'm trying my best to just do exactly what I've described and not necessarily be a LeBron, but ultimately serve God and be the best version of myself. And so on that note, I'll say this. You all be the best version of yourselves. Why? Because you're exceptional. So if you're exceptional, guess what, y'all? Just be exceptional. All right. I love y'all. Y'all take care. We'll talk soon. God bless.